Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, go brush your teeth and get ready for bed. Blake and Easton are going to tuck you in. We're going to read you a bedtime story. Nighty night, bitches. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the B&E Show. What's going on, my man? Hey, hey. How was the week? The week was good. The weekend was great. Uh, picked up a, a tremendous amount of dog poop in the backyard. Did you step in any? Stepped in one pile. Just Ooh. a nice, probably the freshest <laughs> of, the, of the piles out that, there. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, I hate my dogs. I do. I hate them, man. If somebody could potty train a dog, <laughs> yeah. it'd be delightful. Don't you love, like, you're, you're, it's the neighbor's dog that has that one, like, three-foot circumference where they uh-huh. always shit. Oh, yeah. And your dog's, like, I'll all over somebody. the yard. If, they, if they're walking there, if they're walking their dog in my front yard, and I see that dog get into the show stance, as we call it, I'll fight it. I'll fight the dog. Wow. Yeah. It's a bold How move. was your week? Weekend, Weekend was good. Uh, wife was out of town, so I spent way too many hours at the office, That's but good. I got a lot done That's good. that had been pending. Yep. And I'm really working on a project for my commercial real estate designation. Yeah. Big That's case a- study. I got very far on it yesterday. In depth, real quick. Got everything out that needed to go out to get signed to come back. Which could take Two a lifetime. Weeks. And I'm glad I did it now. Yeah. Rather than in a week when the holidays hit. I hate when there's something out for somebody else to do and you're waiting on it to come back and you don't want to bug them. Yeah. And I'm not very patient. What is your... Time frame for bugging yeah, people? 100%. Eh, 48 hours. 48 hours like during the work week. Okay. So I sent something out Friday... I'm not going to name names on who I need it back from. It was Brett Hughes. I still need it back from Brett. Um, so I'm waiting on it. But I realized I sent it at like 4 p.m. on Friday. Um, so to me, I feel like I've been waiting, you know, How do you feel days. if that Brett. one person texts you over the weekend and doesn't get back to you? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> then I know you've got it. <laughs> you've got it. Brett's sitting on it right now. Yep. And yeah, I just, I'm a guy who likes to have all their ducks in a row. Ooh, I like it. Yep. I like so it. So anyway, like thanks it. a lot. Brent. What else? We had open house this weekend. We had a big open house. Very first North KZB End. real estate open house that Blake and Easton yeah. hosted. It was it great. Was pretty fun. It was really nice to have, I usually do a bunch of open houses by myself. Yeah. It was nice to have you there because when we had that one group coming through and somebody else was coming to the door, I didn't feel as bad. Um... Normally, I have to leave one or the other. Yeah. And so it was nice to sort of tag team it. And we were in 1,800 square feet. 1,800 square feet. North End home, $415,000 if you want to live in the North End. Unfinished backyard, decently finished, remodel. It looked good. So whoever did it, good job. But um, it's just crazy, man. You put that you put that house in Nampa yeah. on 9th Street. That's worth buck eighty two hundred thousand. dollars Isn't that wild? You want to live in the North End, though. And is it the hiking? What do you? Yeah. What do you think that is? is so you just, asked you asked a couple. that yes. was there, the youngest couple. Like, goes, so why do you want to live in the north end? I don't get it. <laughs> and they go, <laughs> gotta well, be bold. We've got dogs. Oh, cool. I also have dogs, and I live in Meridian, and I'm fine. Uh, yeah, the foothills is what everybody thinks that they are getting with. The, I don't know, man. Because uh, nothing's know. really in walking distance either. No. 
No, that was the thing Nothing. that I didn't get when I lived there this summer was I thought downtown was going to be conveniently close. Yep. There's stop signs every 20 feet. It takes half an hour to get yeah, downtown. It does. You're a mile and away. to get out yeah. of it, too. Exactly. And traffic jams. And I will say firsthand that North End dog owners are the worst. I have <laughs> seen <laughs> other people's dog shit on the sidewalk almost daily. And it's yeah. Sidewalk? Human. Wow. Yeah. I've lived in parts of the... U- United States where there's human feces on the sidewalks. Okay, let's not get so, into that. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Houston. Yeah, Houston. Houston, really? Oh, Houston, that's, dangerous that's place. Um, okay, life update. The Blake Haggett life update. You were thinking about building. <sighs> building a house. Building a home. A little bit stressful. Okay. Um, the thing that scares me the most is the price tag. It's, it could be anywhere between this benchmark yeah. and this benchmark. It's the hardest, that's the hardest part about dealing with builders and all the clients I've had that have done builds. They go, yeah, we want to be around 650 Okay. Yeah. yeah. The worst thing you could ever tell a builder is the word around. Around. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Awful verbiage. So take your top top dollar. Say your top dollar was 10 bucks, and subtract... $30,000 off of that. <laughs> this analogy automatically doesn't work because I said $10 to start. But say your budget is $300,000. Yeah. Drop it 30000 So tell them it's two seventy. They will get to the three hundred mark. I promise you that. Ooh. Is it something that you've learned through yep. doing build jobs? Got a, is, oh, our top is yep. X. I've got a client right now. Expecting to go up. His top was six fifty, And after doing the calculations on everything, it's going to be more like six eighty. How many meetings did he go through before he could calculate a pretty idealist? I mean, you price. can straight up just ask a builder yeah. what the total price is going to be, and they're going to dance around it a little bit yeah, because they don't really even know. Mm-hmm. Um, what is their markup? They, they have good. like a 10, it's 15%? Good. 12, 12 to 12, 18. 12 to 18. I'd say. Um, it just depends on your relationship with the builder, though. Yeah. Some builders will just charge you a flat fee. So, like, for instance, this build that we got going on right now, it's 120 bucks a square foot, which is outrageously cheap. You can't That's find that anywhere. dirt cheap. Yeah, but he's doing a flat fee for his uh, build. Okay. So okay. he's getting, you know, say $50,000 Good deal. when it's all said and done. Yep. Everybody's paying. And he'll build. He's yep. 50. Yep, yep. That's an interesting way to do it, you know. I, per- I would way rather prefer that. 100%, because you know what you're paying. You're, yeah, exactly. And he's going to send you all the invoices. Yep. You're going to see what... So that's the other thing about building is if you get a construction loan, uh, that construction loan, they usually dish it out to the homeowner, and then the homeowner pays everybody. And so then there's no way to shave some off the some, top. some lenders got in trouble? Um, not is, really. Okay. The way that some lenders got in trouble is they were given 125% loans. So uh, they would say, okay, your house is worth $200,000. We're going to give you two fifty. Okay, and then you just pay off principal for like four years. So yeah, and so you were going, oh man, I can't afford a five hundred thousand dollars house, and they're like, yeah, you I can afford the interest on a five hundred thousand, just for four yeah. years, just interest payments, and then those four years came up, and then you got the real bill, <laughs> big old fat bill, and people were like, like see ya, because yeah. we're, we're not in any cash, yep. right? So no down payment for those loans, mm-hmm. so nobody has any blood in the game, yep. And you essentially just rented something that was killer. <laughs> For four years, and all you paid is interest. It's interest. And so people were like, that was a fun four years. See you guys. I'm the out. bank can have the house. And then the bank is like, shit. As an independent person, do you file bankruptcy if you can't pay off that loan? Do they come after you? Is it? They'll just take the house back. 
You'll default. Uh, I default on the payment. You'll default on yeah. the payment. They'll Local take the house. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. And then the bank was sitting there with a Ooh. ton of houses. And then obviously everything went on with the market. <laughs> resell <laughs> yeah. the homes. Yep. That's what happened. It's where people made some. And so now I don't foresee that happening again. For It will happen. <laughs> but maybe in like 50 years when we forget about what happened in 08. Yeah. Yeah. Right now... Everybody you talk to who's buying a home or has a home, everybody references 2008. I know. So as long as we keep referencing 2008, people won't make the same mistake. But it's very true. When's the last time you heard somebody talk about 9/11? Now, yeah, we forget about shit really quick we in do. the United States. Mm-hmm. Really quick. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty sad where social media has taken that whole. And I'm going to go off on a tangent here yeah. because of you look at you know famous person passes away they get popped on social media for three days and then it's like eh, see you later see you george yeah well, like i mean if nice knowing you i mean if freaking queen only gets a couple of days like yeah i mean george w bush mean? got a week yeah and it was long george it was a long that, that's a long one too that yeah. was and he it was a president like an eternity it was yeah. it was so Prince. what what do you think you can build in today's society as a legacy you know, are you a big legacy guy that you want people to remember your name? You want a year's worth of fame when you pass away? Or just people to go, ah, that was a cool dude. Part of me wants to have people question whether or not Easton Appianic is still alive or not. Wow. Like, I want there to be... Wow. I want there to be... A, like conspiracy Like a couple theorists. years where people are like, <laughs> you guys remember Easton? Like, oh, dude, is that guy still kicking? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Is that retirement in the woods? Probably. <laughs> probably, but realistically, it's just sort of dwindling back. And then every now and then I'll sell like a $200 million house. Or $200 million. Yeah. Boom. You hear that? The whole state of Idaho. Million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to outlive your wife? Um, I think that's a heck of a question. I'll I don't, answer it. I, I don't know. want to. You do want to. I'm going to live to 100. My wife doesn't think she's going to live okay. to 100. I'm going to live over 100 years old, and we're going to have a podcast episode where we're like, 85, and we're like... We're going to... St- this podcast won't even be around when we're 100. It'll, it'll just, like, new. play in It'll people's. be something else. Yeah, it'll be something else. Like, we'll show up in their living room. Ooh. Hologram. That'd yeah. Cool. Um, I don't think I'm going to outlive Allie. Allie's a lot more stubborn than I am. Uh, like, I think there's going to be a point where I'm like, take me. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Signing off for the last time. Woo! How long would you like to live? Uh, I want to live a long time, but not so long that I'm like falling asleep on the can. Yeah. You know, I, I had that a great grandfather, terrible. bless his soul. He's yep. up above watching down on this podcast, wondering what the hell we're doing. <laughs> he was like 97. And I remember at Christmas, he had fallen asleep, going to the bathroom and fell into the tub. Uh, you can laugh now. It's fine. He's like, <laughs> he's probably he's laughing fine. too. He's laughing yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, seriously, the guy smoked a pack of cigarettes a day, ate bacon every morning, lived to be 97. Just a son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he falls in the bathtub and I just remember sitting there. I was like eight <laughs> and I was like, nope, not That's me. Not gonna not going to live to be 97 because I do not want my family coming. Do you to try to this is interesting. pick me up out of the tub? Speaking of smoking a pack a day and bacon. Mm-hmm. Will you look back in like 50 years and be like, shit, I worked out. I did all this stuff to stay healthy for longevity. Okay. And it doesn't even fucking work. I am going to be um, the grandfather on Modern Family. What's his name? 
Jay. I'm going to be Jay. Jay, like if you look at Jay, Jay's probably what seventy something. Yeah. Fact check me on that. Um, he's in like good shape for a seventy year old. Like, yeah. Good in golf. Yeah. You know, still looks good in a sweater. Yep. Yeah. That's all I want to be. Like the Jeff Bezos look. Yeah. yeah. That I'm guy good. went from like street bag to like a beer gut boss. Like <laughs> sure, Ooh. like a firm torso. Yes, yes. I like yeah, that. I don't need to be. I can see oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be seventy and still probably looking how you look right now. <laughs> I see it. I know. Face. I will. Yep. I will. Because one, I just have the silver hair. Yeah, I'm worried about your hair. To be honest with you, usually it's the person with the best hair in the room that loses it first. I'm okay with that. I'm shaving fact. it. Okay. I'm shaving it. Ed O'Neill, the guy who plays Jay in yep. Modern Family, was born in 1947. So that puts him. All right, math. Yeah. 71. Yeah. Dude, he, looks, he, looks, he, looks, he looks great. He looks great Mid-60s, for 71. High, yeah. Like, like the guy he looks he awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what else? This weekend, open house. It was good. I know we got a good. call we were busy. during the open house. Oh, I got a call. <laughs> you did not get a call. I got a, well, I got a text first. And anytime that a tenant texts you as a property manager slash owner, your heart so drops So speak about what you, what you own. So I own a fourplex in Meridian off of uh, Pine. Why'd you buy it? Because it was a screaming deal, and I think that I can retire off of it. Wow. So I got it for a price that doesn't exist anymore. Um... The what we make every month just off of the rent is sort of like a salary. Okay. okay. So a lot of a little bit of a cushion makes me feel good when real estate slows down during October. Is November, that one no. of your only investment vehicles you use right now? Yeah. So we've got that, and then the primary residence that we're in that mm-hmm. I flipped essentially, and that we're living in for now. Okay. Um, so when we sell that, we'll pull quite a bit of money off of it. But yeah, the fourplex is awesome. It is a constant headache though to manage people and to manage a property that. So talk about that a little bit about. because I constantly come across people that are like, "Oh, I want a fourplex mm-hmm. multifamily because it's kind of the trend." It's very the younger generation. A lot of people want it, and then they're going to pass it on to a property management company. Yeah, and they're really not going to make that much money off of it. They're going to pay the property management company five to ten percent, um, and just forget about it. So what were the things that gave you the ability to make the most money off of your fourplex? I bought Anyways, it. Is it because you yeah. were a real estate agent and you could get that, a that deal? The real estate part And you have helped. an understanding of construction so you can do a lot of the repair we needed. We got the construction so company so I can – I renoed most of them okay. just by myself. I'd save thousands of dollars. I like that. But the biggest thing is that when we bought it, I totally ignored cap rate, which I don't believe in. Um, Why? Because they were renting it. For like six fifty a month, yeah. And so I was like, I don't care what and your cap, cap rate, rate says. Honestly, is is mm-hmm. a market study, yeah. a person's analysis of what percentage. Based so yeah, on I, comes. I looked yeah, at their yeah. cap rate and I laughed, and I was like, it's not. And so when we got in there, I put aside a motion and uh, raised the rents tremendously. But I brought them up to where they needed to be. Yeah, it's not that I was just. You know, well, and ass. that's where their cap rate probably came off of is their pro forma, their yeah. projected yep. income. And so went in there, raised the rents, got some good tenants in there. Um, and it's been, honestly, it's been great. Yeah. I've had it for about eight months now. It's been awesome. Although Saturday <laughs> tested me. So Saturday, I got a text message from a client, uh, from a tenant that said, hey, serious issue. For, and here's the deal, millennials. Okay. If it's a serious issue, do not text it to me call me like an adult like yes. an adult yes okay yes. 
That's for anything in life. Mm. Imagine if you texted your parents and were like, hey, Got a car crash. not a big deal. <laughs> going to the emergency room. What? Uh, yeah, call. Exactly. Okay? Just call people. Um, and so, I'm getting my picture taken right now. It's distracting. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah. So, they texted me and were like, hey, serious issue. The toilet's over flooding. It's leaking through the ceiling. We need this fixed ASAP. Free. Which, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> no kidding, you need it fixed ASAP. I need it fixed ASAP. I own the building. Yep. So, call the plumber. They actually did a great job when you think about it. Because I they? called it two. They were done with the job at 4.30. Really? Damn. Who is the plumber? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what you plumbing company it is. Anyway, they were awesome. Um, and the, the only issue with the plumber is after the fact, I asked the guy, I go, hey, do you do any private work outside of your company? <laughs> Anytime you can get a guy to do private work and not go through the company, save some pay coin. some cash, saves you 50%. And he's like, we can't do that. That's illegal. And I was like, all right, dude, there are people in your company doing it. Yeah. So you're just not capitalizing. Doing it on, on the it. weekends. It's like the guy who didn't throw the game for the Black Sox. He's still got like a lifetime ban from baseball. Yep. He just didn't make any cash, <laughs> which we'll talk about later. But um, so, yeah, they went in. The issue was it was not the toilet. I forgot to tell you this. The main line was blo- blocked. So somebody flushed something they should not have flushed, which feminine products, assholey. Okay, usually. yeah. So he had to go in there with like an auger. So they do a freaking like snake tube thing. snake, yep. but it augers. So it shakes the shakes thing. the shit out of it, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then I <laughs> brought him a I brought him a new toilet. All in, I spent about seven hundred dollars. So you did put and a new toilet in too. I did. I okay. was like, screw it. It needs to get done anyway. So seven hundred bucks. Now, luckily, I save all the money we make on the fourplex, and it goes into another account. We don't use that money. Yeah. So we're prepared for situations like this. There's Smart. a lot of people that are not. Smart. Um, and then something comes up, and like, like, I've got enough money now to replace probably all the AC units, all the furnaces. Like, the stuff that is going smart. to break. Exactly. We can just sort of as... But that's the tough thing about owning a rental for me is that I'm used to doing a residential remodel Yeah, where I go in and I go top end everything. Yep. Renting, that's stupid because they're going to screw it up. They're going to break it. And so it's like, well, we're just going to leave this crappy whatever in until it stops working and we'll fix it when the problem comes. Which I hate operating. I like rather fix the problem up front. Fix it before it's a problem. Let it break and then fix it. Yeah. Yeah, Which so is, that's the headache of property management. You know, yeah. I spend a lot of time in property management. I hate it because it's you're fixing other people's shit and crap all the time. Speaking of shit, yep. they call when there's a problem. And you know that you're going to have to fix something when people call because they've used it through its life. Do you remember what you told me about week two of us working together? We had a rainstorm and I called you. <laughs> you sounded strung out, man. <laughs> And I go, what's going on, dude? Like, we've been working a couple weeks together. You're usually a positive guy. You're doing all right. And Blake just goes, I hate it when it rains. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this guy's very, very weather dependent. Don't move on to Seattle. Yeah. yeah. But then, like, you started talking about, you are like, everything goes to shit when it rains. We have leaks when it rains. And I was like, oh. Remember, didn't you have yep. a roof incident 100%. this year? 100%. Yep. It was supposed to get fixed in yep. the spring? Yep. Yeah. AC uh, pipe to an AC to cool it for the summertime are... Uh, AC guys didn't drain the pipe, so it cracked and was spraying like a fire hose at like 9 p.m. at night on top of a Indian cuisine restaurant. So it was hard to work with them. Didn't understand them when they called. Uh But 
you know what? We've had a great winter so far. We oh, I didn't. It's raining today. I didn't get called yet. No, but I drove by one of our tenants and I saw a pro Uh clean water remediation company. Yes, in one of our tenants, and I just kept driving. So, will the tenant? Fix the problem and then bill you for it? Usually. Okay. So we've had a lot of close relationships with our commercial tenants. Okay. That, the ones that have been with us for 15 years, they understand how we operate. Just fix so we it. give them an approved vendor list. Okay. We say, well, if it's major issue, call right away, get it fixed. If it's the toilet's not working, call us. Let's we'll call the plumber. We'll have one of our maintenance guys go, yada, yada, yada. Hmm. But it's an interesting process. Okay. Yeah. And the commercial world is way different than residential. Oh, residential, yeah. I'm dealing with emotion. Yes. So somebody calls me crying that yeah. their toilet's overflowing. Stop crying. My son stepped in the shitty water. Yeah. <laughs> but my favorite, my favorite, I got a call. Here's the deal. Full disclosure. I got a call about that toilet before. The issue was is that the last tenants texted me like five days after it happened. And were like, hey. It's leaking. By the way, had an overflow. Five I'm like, when? Five days ago. Huh. That's awesome. Okay. Idiots. So what have you done for five days? Is it just sitting clogged still? I guess they weren't taking their bathroom breaks. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, that's what we got going on, I guess. Um, I got a call today from a client who was very, very concerned about the stock market. Like, So a client called you? client called me. client was freaking out about the what stock market. What was their concerns? I don't know much about the stock market. I'll speak on behalf of my experience, but okay. not my I know nothing. projections. I lost $6,000 one time investing in a weed vending machine. Well, that was a fucking dumb idea. Guy made a ton of money. You did? No. Or a guy? A guy on a my guy. team made a ton of uh, money. We thought we had some insider info. When you were playing baseball. When I was playing baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes in and he's like, dude, I made $25,000 last week. What? How? Yeah. I invested in blah, blah, blah. And like he knew the guy who so started the company. So everybody in the whole team's like, yeah, so we let's all dump money at into it. it. I'm like, I'll start. There were guys that dumped 50. Yeah, you're dealing with yeah. guys who had bonus yeah. babies, right? Yeah. yeah. Got a million to sign. They're like, yeah, throw 25 at it. I threw five. My parents put a little bit into it. They were they were cautious. But at the time, I had some insider info. Yeah. I was going to screw the system, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> so go, boom, go I throw it in. Like three days later, they deny a bill or a law or something about legalizing marijuana. This is years ago. Okay. Once that happened, it just plummeted. Like what state was $20 a stock I have to no like idea. 5 cents. I have no idea who where the company was. But at the time I was like, this is genius. Okay? This is going to be the red box of marijuana. Yeah. I don't use it, but a lot of people do. I'm going to freaking it's $22 capitalize, billion dollar right? industry well, it's, projected. It's, it's like any vice industry, coffee, caffeine, sure. energy yeah. drinks. Yeah. I had the right idea. Had I invested in some sort of marijuana that was a legitimate business, yeah. think about where it's gone. Yep. I'd be a I just made like leader. 80% on a stock yeah. in the last seven months. But I sold out when it was at a high point because I was like, Smart. eh. Yeah. I the buzz you know, is going yeah. to. I don't hit the cush every either. once in a while. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get in and get out when I rode that media wave mm-hmm. is what has and really what driven the yeah. stock market recently is the whole – the way the media spins the news, which is wild, because you look at what happened with like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies last year, and, and it went from thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars, all on media and speculation, and now it's sitting at about three thousand dollars right now. Bunch of people made money on the way up, sold out. A lot of people believe in the long term Kay. of what the technology can do, which is my beliefs in that s- system. Mm-hmm. But back to the stock market. Where are we at? 
about? I think we're in a good spot. I just read a book by Ray Dalio, which he's like the stock market whiz. Multi, multi-billion dollar company. He runs a fund that people can invest in called... Oh, shit. Can't think of the name of it right now. Sounds popular. But it's great. And uh, he was talking about the debt crisis that we are sitting in as a country right now. Okay. As well as, you know, Stephen would be great popping in right here on the podcast to talk about the market because he is really dialed in. That's what he does for a living, financial planner. He can give advice. I have a few mixed thoughts um, with the whole China trade war thing right now. And I think that's a big concern of the day traders and the people that pay attention every day. Um, We've got like 90 days now for kind of discussions between the Americas, Trump, and the Chinese on how to figure out tariffs, all of that fun stuff. Mm. And that has played a huge impact in not only the Chinese market, but the American market as well because there's so much trade between us and the Chinese that we've seen kind of a decline on that because of the tariffs. So some of these companies are deciding to move back to the U.S., um, to create and distribute their products, but at the price point, it doesn't quite make sense to do that when you can make it cheaper in a foreign country. You look at Nike, for example, sure. makes all of their oh, product yeah. offshore. That's how Phil Knight got it going. I mean, Ugh. I don't know if you've Have read, you read Shoe Dog. Oh, love it, man. Love, love, Shoe love Dog. that book. Love Shoe Dog. Obviously, big Oregon Duck fan. So Phil Knight you know bought what? Oregon. I'm going to interrupt you. You know what I loved about that book is the fact of the Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Nobody does. And literally Nobody six did. months after I read that book, I ordered a pair of Nikes uh-huh. from Blue Ribbon. Yep. And I was like, oh. Yeah. It just, it was so cool to like know the insides. I would love Ugh. like a shoe cat book. Okay. Shoe cat. Okay. Which, no. No. Here's no. the idea behind it. Here's shoe cat. I want somebody to write shoe cat on whoever Phil Knight screwed because somebody got screwed out of Nike. Okay. Somebody really? did. Absolutely. Like in that book, there's a little bit of a, oh, we were thinking this, and then boom, Nike happened. And I'm like, well, hold on. Somebody else was behind the scenes working with Phil. Yeah. I guarantee it. Okay. Okay. Who were they? So rumor has it around the United States and the University of Oregon that the track coach at the time, right? And he, he comments on the track coach at the time, um, helping him design the first shoe. Yep. I believe they don't really ever discuss it in Shoe Dog about like who's got stock and who doesn't have stock in it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that he had stock and then lost that stock somehow or got bought out like right before they did something very public. So, so you I bring up a I, really good point that because time, that though. happens all the time. I just read Snapchat's book. Okay. And it's a similar situation. Before they were named something else. I forget. Do you know what they were called before Snapchat? It was something like, oh, Peekaboo. That's what it was. Provocative. Peek-a-boo, here's my... Oh, uh, okay. Take yeah. my clothes off. Mm-hmm. It is a perverted, like, thought, Snapchat. It is. Here's 10 seconds. Here's 10 seconds. Enjoy. Now, for a while, you could pay to see snaps. Did you know that? Oh, when you I... You could send money. We had a gal come in, in a room full of all of us rangers at the time. And she goes, who has Snapchat? And we all rose our hands. And she asked one of the kids, Joe Palumbo, shout out Joe, uh, Joe Palumbo, like what his username is. She types it in, and every snap he ever sent just comes filing onto the big screen. No. And I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a scary thought. Uh-huh. 
And she goes, none of that's private. And she's like, this app costs 99 cents a month. And Joe's sitting there <laughs> sweating. <laughs> sweating. I mean, I'm never... The guy was a uh, New Yorker. Hey, I'm Joe Palumbo. Get out of my way. I'll pull out my gat. What position do you play? Pitcher. Okay. Uh, still pitching. Lefty. He's going to make it to the show. Uh, and hopefully... Nobody knows his Snapchat well, name. Uh, you heard the whole like private Snapchat scandal, right? That uh, the IRS was encouraging people to report girls that have a private Snapchat that you pay for to get, and they weren't they weren't uh, reporting their income, and so IRS was telling the people like, hey, if you record if you report this, you'll get a you can get a kickback. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Say, the IRS, you if you report somebody that's not paying their taxes, you get like twenty percent of that. Seriously, yeah, oh, yeah. So like, there's hawks out there yeah. that just goes and like hunts people that don't like. Wow. Real estate yeah, agents, for example. Yeah. $60,000 in taxes because she, that's a, she probably that's, doesn't even take her clothes that's off. That's my 2018, <laughs> man. I'm but paying like, that. East and Nappy County. But like how, Snapchat how special. How high do you hold the companies with these apps accountable? I don't know. To people not reporting the revenue. No. Gains you could go that. so. We I mean, go, it's, it's a, real it is, here. It, oh, yeah, it is a crazy real. world in the social media game right now. I'm, I've seen a huge crackdown on privacy settings. Yeah. And, um, after Facebook got in trouble, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty interesting in his meeting with Congress. I think it was Congress he met with, but um, doesn't Facebook have something now? It's like called the portal, portal, right? Yeah, that follow, it's like a video <laughs> camera you that follows you house. around. And I'm sitting here watching this commercial, going, "Oh, now we trust Facebook." Do you know it, when you order that, it comes with a plastic clip to cover the 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 thing no so shit. it doesn't follow you around? Yeah. <laughs> Half my clients are all ex-military. It seems like I deal with a ton of ex-military. Every single one of them has got a piece of black electrical tape over, over their, their camera. laptop camera. And everybody Even laughed Zuckerberg at them. Zuckerberg does it. Everybody laughed Zuckerberg at them. Zuckerberg does and it. And now guess what people yeah. do? Yep. They're manufacturing a clip. Yep. Um, but back on track. Stock market. You're not worried. You're not too worried. Okay. I think we're in a good position. I don't think we're going to see a crash. Just typical of wintertime? Um, or no? You know, it's going to be really interesting in January when earnings get reported. Okay. So, you know, you look at these big companies like Amazon and a lot of these online retailers. Um, how they report their earnings this year could be very impactful to how the stock market kind of continues. It's been driven by the FANG stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. For the last couple couple of years, because those have been, I mean, you're making sixty to eighty percent a year, yeah. you know, on these stocks. But you know, capital gains, all that stuff, you can't sell within the year. So, like, from what it sounds like, you guys like use the stock market more as an indicator than as an actual like investment vehicle. I use the stock market as a huge investment vehicle for mm-hmm. me. Ever since I was eighteen, I've been heavily invested in the stock market. But you're not a day um, trader. I'm not a day yeah. trader, and I learned that real quick. I, d- I made some trades and you know lost four term. or five hundred dollars, you know. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't for me because I don't spend all day doing it. Yeah. I love real estate. Yeah. Um, the real estate working. I want to get into, um, you need a lot of capital. Yeah. I need hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars cash. Cash money. Cash money. Um, to get into some projects that I think you could turn around and make five, six, seven hundred thousand yeah. in. A matter of six months, yeah. you know. So I've used the stock market as kind of a savings account for myself. Okay. Um, I saw great returns, eighteen years old through twenty three, and I saw a little plateau in the last year. In in my investments are down, which is okay because I kind of look at it as the long term play. Um, and with that, I've learned that 
I need to also store some cash because let's say, you know, I put in five grand last year, it's down to three. Mm. If I needed to pull, it's not liquid. Yeah. It's not liquid by any means. And that's something that I've learned over the years that I preach about is, you know, have a couple investment vehicles, real estate for you. Yeah. You know, fourplex. Fourplex is great. Uh, now you got a remodel. savings account that you're padding. Savings account's getting up so there. That's what I love. It's good, man. I kind of interject maybe for someone that doesn't know real estate in and out. With the remodeling mm-hmm. way, is that something that you would recommend if someone is, let's say, motivated enough to actually do it? Because there's a difference between wanting to remodel a home and so if I was, getting the hammers out. If I was coming out of college, which never graduated, no big deal. <laughs> I do have my AA. Um, and then... You know, the Alcohol's Anonymous thing as well. But, um, no, I've got my AA. I'm like an art major, something. I don't even know. Um, Super artsy. Super artsy. No, you're not. Coming out of college, everything I would ever recommend to somebody, it all depends on where we're at in market. Right now, it's sort of tough. But I would either buy a duplex with a primary loan, which means we're doing 3.5% down on a duplex. The other side of the rent is taking care of your mortgage. Exactly. So you're living for free. You're not really making money, but you're living for free. And then when you find somebody that you want to move into a house with, you've got an investment property that you can hold on to or sell or whatever. The other option is to buy just a POS, piece of shit, okay? Yes. And fix it up, live in it for two years, sell it. Rent it out, rent some of the rooms. Yeah, you can rent friends. it out too. Yeah. The first one I like sort of selling because then you're pulling X amount of cash. You you're avoiding capital gains. You've got a safety net mm-hmm. and more investment opportunities exactly. if you've got cash. But we can dive into that. So this is, yeah. We'll get into that in yeah, our episode, yeah, but yeah, just briefly, long. I think that so many people right now mm-hmm. um, have been reaching out to me in the last two weeks saying, oh, I want to buy a house. Yeah. I want to buy a house. People. And I go, hold on a sec. Do you have credit? Yeah. Do you have some cash saved? Yep. There's like a qualifying process to understanding to either buy a house or fix and flip. And what time of the year are we coming into? Tax time, right? (sighs) So for a lot of people, when they file their taxes, they're either going to go, oh shit, I owe way more money than I thought, or oh wow, I'm good to go. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see as real estate moguls, we'll see an influx of the people that went, ah, sweet man, filed my taxes, it was not as bad as I thought. Let's go buy something. You know what's so funny is so many people are like, yes, I got a refund, $800. Okay, yeah, well, the government held your money all year. Exactly. Yeah, what'd you do with your money to invest it? (laughs) Nothing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I think that that's a very funny misconception in society. I was in the misconception for a little bit when I got, you know, refunds working when I didn't work for my dad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I got a tax refund. My dad's like, you could have had that money in your bank account actually doing something with it instead of sitting here waiting. The refund is perfect for people who are irresponsible. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Okay. So moving forward, that, that took a long time, but it was good. I, that was, that was good. very that educational. Was... We're gonna we're gonna totally shit can the sports section of today because it's yeah, whatever. We'll tie it in. But next up on the podcast, it's everybody's favorite time. It is moving the mic just a skosh here. Oh god, it's everybody's favorite segment. Easton's especially relationship status. Lane, where are we at, man? Where are we? What past? did you do this weekend, Lane? Um, I Lane finally got calls from girls that listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's been blowing up. It's my favorite thing ever. Um, I graduated from BSU with a marketing degree in business. Finally, okay. Congratulations. After- Women love an educated man. So Ooh. now, I think I'm going to start shooting into the threes a little bit. 
I'm not kidding. I would be perfectly fine dating someone in their 30s. I'm not even joking. Whoa. I am not kidding. Mm. I hung out with a 30, 32, 33 year old at the Steelheads game yeah, over the yeah, weekend, yeah. and oh my, I, it's better than talking to anyone in their 20s. You I just about yeah. dropped the L word just now. Here's a question for you, Lane. Here's a question for you, Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is good. <laughs> There's going to be so many pissed off people at Eastern Empionic. <laughs> okay. If you were single okay. and in your 30s, okay. would you agree with the saying, there's got to be something wrong with them? <laughs> I do and I don't because I've seen so many other people's personal clocks move at different rates. I know sure. people yeah, are, are yeah, getting yeah. married for their first time in their 40s because they've just been grinding and grinding, haven't been focused on it. Yeah. And people that got married at 18. Sure. So I don't consider it just like, you know, oh, you know, this, well, why the hell aren't they cuffed? Yeah, like, what's I up? see but, where Lane's at totally with society. Yeah, Girls like, that are in their 20s to 25s just are like, woo, sure. party, we're going to Ronnie's. It's, like, I don't want to overgeneralize. I'm not about that. No, like, I never was either. Yeah. 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 I never have. That's why we've set it down. Yeah. And, like, so when someone's, you know, I'm attracted more maturity than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what was I was doing a photo shoot. I think we went over this on the last podcast. I was doing a photo shoot with a girl, and we were just, you know, chatting it up, trying to be a little friendly. And I was like, oh, so what do you do for work? She's like, oh, I work on airplanes. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and so, like, flight attendant or? No, mechanic. Oh, interesting. Smart. Smart. That's the thing. I'm just like, that's well, I'm like, it's dedicated. That, it's yeah, dedicated. Yeah, They're yeah. committed to something. They put what they have to do ahead of what they want to do. That's what I want to look for. Yeah. So that many people just sucker into the, like, okay. like oh, I have all this. Say that again. Say that again. I prefer people who like to do what they need to do ahead of what they want to do. In my yeah, opinion, like a lot of life I comes like down that. to how willing you are to do it. That is where the self-discipline awesome. line is. It's great. Because how many people do you know? segment is great. How many people do you know, your age, our age, the second, the second anything fun comes ahead of what they actually have to do, they're going to do that fun yeah. thing. They have all this shit they need to do. Hey, are you coming downtown tonight? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know if I can say no to that. I'm just yeah. like, you literally, that gives you one day to crank out three days of shit that you had to do because you'd rather yep. go get fucked up. Yep. yep. That's exactly what I'm There is a life for. balance. There's I don't have it yet. Nope. Um, I haven't had fun in five years. Yep. <laughs> but that's, you bring up such a good point is because in life it takes sacrifice to get to where you want to be. It takes self-discipline. If you don't have any goals, if you don't have anything set in stone okay. that you want, you know, I read something yesterday that was really interesting is so many – you look at a lot of successful people and they go, oh, yeah, I have my goal of income goals. I have my right. goal of um, things goals. I want a nice car. I want a nice gun. I want that's cool, but a nice that's Corvette. Not, that's cool, but it's not defined enough. But what's really interesting is some people of have you defined your spouse – no, that's something I, I got a challenge for you because did. don't you put yourself. I well. did exactly. You know, when I don't want to put myself in a framework and just like, oh, anyone that falls outside this, you know, slim little thing of what I want isn't like no. You you got to go a little bit more broad, but this is really interesting because East and I both have a past in our relationship that we were engaged. We were, and we dodged some bullets. Yeah, huge bullet. Death. I'd actually caliber. rather be in a relationship with you than my ex fiance. Yeah, fifty caliber. <laughs> I remember when I finally got to a point where I saw somebody and then instead of being the guy who's like just happy to have somebody, I thought, you know what? Not really what I'm looking for. Yeah. Not the type of person I'm looking for. And oh, broke yeah. it off on good terms. And then I met Allie 
And I was like, whew. Well, I see, that's the thing. I see you. I Here's, did you, so this is really interesting. I literally sat down in the notes section of my phone. Yeah. And after the X, it was like, okay, I dated a few girls. Do I dated this. an older girl because I was like, I want someone motivated yeah, and driven. Sure. Didn't work out. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make some freaking requirements. Yeah. List of 10 things. Cool. Hammered him out. Yeah. Kenzie met at least four of those. She met <laughs> seven of them. That's a pass. Seven of them. That's she great. met seven of them. And uh-huh. I said, these last three will be how we will work on and we'll grow with them and we'll sure. grow together. Because one of those, th- one of those three that she didn't meet, I didn't meet it either. Yeah. But it was something that we could meet together. So that's. Yeah, you're one of the rare people that. in realistic terms that they are willing to acknowledge what they're not good at. Yeah. Like that's I'm the- fully willing to acknowledge and I want someone that's going to push that. For me to get better because yeah, I like pushing yeah. people to mm-hmm. a little next level of what they could be but I want that back yeah exactly I'm used to that in my household of being constantly pushed <laughs> yeah. constantly and never and you kind of fucking hate it I like it in a sense like there's a time where I'm like yeah, fuck off I don't want to do anything for anyone right now I just want to relax but there's also that where I'm like dude if someone doesn't come and kick me in the ass right now like this then I like, won't do it exactly yeah. I'm like and I need that yeah. I think mm-hmm. instantly of Wedding Crashers were Vince Vaughn, one of my favorite actors. Vince wow, Vaughn. Best was, movie of all. Vince Vaughn. Was, wow. I mean, father. <laughs> she's fucked up, man. I mean, she's batshit crazy. And then he goes, but you know what? I kind of dig it. And you know what? Who's to say Jeremy doesn't have a few screws loose? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so it's good. So to go this, summarize this all, the, the older gal that she had, went to a hockey game with, yeah. I mean, how much more romantic does it get? Carving through the ice, pushing people up against walls, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Where are we at with her? Single? She is single. Okay. How no often kids. are you texting? Um, we don't like to be on our phones all day. That's cool. my favorite Love fucking part. Because I cannot stand someone that constantly needs that attention through a phone. Yes. It okay. feels artificial. It feels fake to me. Did you say she does have kids? No kids. No kids? No kids. Mind-boggling. Because here's the thing. I that's kind of cool. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Because here's the thing. You just like, my friend, up a little. Yeah. My friends that are like 18, you know, the 22, 23 that are getting married, I just... I You know it's not going to work out. <laughs> well, no. Our divorce no, no, rate no, no, is no, like no. over 50. It's not that I don't work out at, like, yeah, at all. There's people that I am not worried about. I have my friend Austin, who got married to someone he's been dating for two and a half years mm-hmm. at 21. I wasn't worried about him at all. I'm like, dude, you have like actually spent time with this chick. See how she's changed. See how she is. I don't worry about that. I have friends that got married to someone they know for two months. I don't want to say part of a religion that they're a part of, but I think we can all assume. But. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, them. All of them in Idaho. Um, But I just, I just don't see, I don't know how they're comfortable with that. Yeah. I get that faith guides some people in different directions, but I don't have that. I don't it's have that like being with someone. Uh-uh, like we've been dating for three months. This is great. The Let's sex is great. Woo! Let's get married. Right. So and I'm sitting over that. here. And then we make a lot of cheddar on the back end. Yeah, I love divorces. <laughs> I love it because when people get divorced, that's twice as many homes they need. Um, okay, so still single then. Yep. A um, little bit more complicated. It sounds like maybe. Maybe not as many women getting a late night, hey, what's up, text from my I, I used to be that way, like, call, like you know, beginning years of college, but then I just, like, find it kind of yeah. mentally exhausting and not worth it. Yep. All right. Well, well that's where we're at. Ladies tune and gentlemen, tune in next week for another episode of the B&E show. Yeah. Do you want to take us home today? Us. Take us home oh, today, Oh, you Houston. want the film. Yep. You need to tuck everybody in for bed. Um, we might not be back before Christmas. Oh, we so will be. We will be. Yep. Okay. 
Well then, check your stockings. Cause B and E's coming to town. <laughs>